Hey, what's up, folks? This is Tony Brewer. You're listening to Cogitations. Cogitations is the podcast where we think about things, we contemplate them, we turn them over in our minds, and then we discuss them. Daniel chapter 7, verse 28, Daniel writes, Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me. My countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. We're not keeping the matter in our heart. We're talking about it. This is a special Saturday episode. I just finished recording Frederick and Catherine from Grimm's Fairy Tales, and it is a very interesting story. Also, I'm using the Warm Audio WA-251 tube mic. It is a clone of an old Telefunken mic that's been on the market uh, way back in the 60s. To get an actual Telefunken uh, 251 uh, you you will be paying tens of thousands of dollars, like ten or fifteen, maybe twenty thousand dollars, depending on what the market bears out. This is not one of those. This is a clone, very high quality, and I bought this mic a couple of year, well, a year ago, and it developed a, a, a static, uh, almost sound like a ground loop hum, but it wasn't a ground loop hum because I took it to the shop to the. Uh, store and they put it on their pristine, very good uh, systems, and it did the same thing there as it did at my place. So they sent it off because of uh, the holiday season and COVID and all this and the other, and the fact that it's just Canada. It took like four months to uh, to get back, so I finally got it back, and it's one of the best sounding microphones that I've ever used. Um, but well, I guess it's besides. This microphone that's in the frame right now, this is a Neumann TLM-103. It's a uh, transformerless microphone, and it doesn't have a tube. It's solid state. Solid state. They don't sound right. Anyway, it doesn't have a tube. This uh, is a condenser microphone, and it it is tube-driven. So it has this kind of warm overtone that's that's inherent with the mic itself. I'm also using a really nice, high-quality preamp from... Universal Audio, a 4710 Twinfinity preamp. It's amazing, and that's tube-driven. And what you're also hearing, my interface is also tube-driven that's broadcasting. So I, I really dig all this stuff. It's an old vintage sound, and that's the sound that I like. So I'm te- I'm testing out my sound today. Plus, I wanted to share with you some of my thoughts about these uh, children's stories. Uh, I have a YouTube channel called Storytime Classics and Courtney Glassoff illustrates all of the uh, stories. She makes one illustration and a thumbnail. And we've got like 55 subscribers. We get between 75 and 150 views per episode. Um, Her graphics are amazing. We're going to start selling uh, shirts and and mugs and clothes, socks, ties maybe, uh, with those graphics because they're so good. And this is a project for us to make money. And and we're not wanting you to support us as in send us money so we keep doing this. We want you to buy uh, these this merchandise, these T-shirts and stuff like that. And they all have graphics from all of these stories, wh- whether it's from Grimm's Fairy Tales or um, gr- uh, J- Rudyard Kipling's Just So Stories or Hans Christian Andersen Fairy Tales. And we're also going to open up and uh, dis- and 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 bring in more uh, material, more stories that are in the public domain. And incidentally, for those of you that listen to my podcast, if you like content like that, 
subscribe to Storytime Classics on YouTube and uh, shoot me a message and say, hey, there's a story in, the, in, in, in public domain and we'd like you to narrate that. And we'd like to see that on the YouTube channel and, and we'll do it. And if incidentally, if you write short stories, I would love to have a compilation of stories that are less than three minutes and uh, maybe start uh, narrating those and putting them on TikTok. That being said, let's talk about this, uh, this story. All of these uh, Grimm's fairy tales it, 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 and Anderson fairy tales and just so stories, not, not so much just so stories. Just so stories is, I believe, Rudyard Kipling uh, retelling the folklore of his visits to Africa, um, to one of to his grandchild or to his to his child, um, and they they don't oftentimes have a moral. They do explain the way the world is from that paradigm, but for sure, Grimm's fairy tales and Hans Christian Andersen fairy tales they all have um, they all have a moral like. For instance, this Frederick and Catherine, uh, I'll read you the first paragraph. There was once a man called Frederick. He had a wife whose name was Catherine, and they had not long been married. One day, Frederick said, Kate, I am going to work in the fields. When I come back, I shall be hungry. So let me have something nice cooked and a good jar of ale. Very well, said she. It shall be ready. When dinner time drew nigh, Catherine took a nice steak, which was all the meat she had, and put it on the fire to dry. The steak soon began to look brown and to crackle in the pan, and Catherine stood by with a fork and turned it. Then she said to herself, The steak is almost ready. I may as well go to the cellar for the ale. So she left the pan on the fire and took a large jug and went into the cellar and tapped the ale cask. The beer ran into the jug, and Catherine stood looking on. At last it popped into her head. The dog is not shut up. He may be running away with the steak. Well, that's well thought of. So up she ran from the cellar, and sure enough, the rascally cur had got the steak in his mouth and was making off with it. So that, that sets the story, and this story is a whole bunch of misadventures. It's the misadventure of Catherine and Frederick, or Frederick and Catherine, as they deal with all of these debacles that Catherine gets themselves into. And every time Catherine does something that is just immensely stupid and foolish and silly, uh, her reply is, well, I didn't know I was doing anything wrong. You didn't tell me. And she would reason, uh, well, you know, at one point in time, Frederick buries this gold in the backyard and tells Catherine, don't touch it. And she she tells a, a wandering merchant or a merchant that comes by to sell uh, earthenware. Well, I can't touch I can't touch it. But if you'll go back there, you can dig it up and you can I'll trade you this that that what's in the chest for your merchandise. And all of it just boils down to where she says, you should have told me more. And the idea is Catherine's not thinking for herself. And I guess the moral of this story is, and incidentally, it worked out in the end. This is not a tragedy. But the moral of the story is by not thinking for yourself, by not communicating, A, by not communicating well, and B, by not thinking for yourself and 
uh, using your common sense, then you borrow a lot of trouble and you bring it on yourself. We have to be free thinkers and we have to be free to think. And for instance, if, um, well, I'll tell you one time, this happened to me when I was a kid. We was on a football trip in Florida and I was very literal. I, I may have been, it, I, I may be able, excuse me, let me rephrase that. If I were a child in this age, growing up the way I did, I would have been diagnosed with autism. I would have been on the autism spectrum. I don't, I don't, I don't take social cues very well. I'm very, very, very literal. And I had to train myself to fill in the blanks. So one of the, one of the adults in authority, we had this truck with all of our provisions for the week. And we had meat in this truck. And one of the adults went to the store and got a bunch of ice. And this was, this was in Florida. We were at a football camp. And he told me, he said, take this ice and go put it on the coolers in the truck. Well, what he meant is open the cooler, cut the bags of ice open, and spread the ice on the meat in the, in the trailer. Guess what I did? I did exactly what was told of me very, very literally, and I took no account for the purpose of what this man was trying to accomplish, which was to keep the meat cold. <laughs> so I, I took all of this ice. And I set it on top of the coolers in the, the box in which it came. And, of course, two hours later, he came, Tony, what were you thinking? Did you not understand? No, I didn't. You know, you, you, my, my answer was Catherine's answer in the story. Well, you didn't tell me. And, of course, I was reminded and, and taught a lesson then. You have to think. You, use, your, use your brain noodle and figure out what the objective is and take what was told to you and interpret what was told to the objective. And I've gotten a lot better at that, really and truly. And um, it, it really helps me with Scripture and how to, how to read Scripture. You know, what, um, what, what is the goal? Uh, there, are, um, there are some things that you can read in Scripture that if you take very, very, very literally— and you don't understand the goal of what is being done or, or what is trying to be accomplished, then, then you won't, if you don't understand the context of, of the message of the words, you're going you're gonna to misapply it. Like, for instance, you know, we, we talk about alcohol a lot. And Ephesians 5, 18, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. I've heard that battered around and literal and all this and the other. Look, I'll give you an example of how not to be a Catherine, but but how to be a, a normal functioning human being. Paul said, be not intoxicated with wine wherein is excess, but rather be filled with the Spirit. In that verse alone, you just pull that verse and look at it. Grammatically, it's a juxtaposition of two things that cannot simultaneously be. In other words, you're supposed to be filled with the Spirit to the exclusion of being filled with wine. Also, when I look at the context historically, you know, there was a temple to, to Bacchus 
uh, that's, that's where we get our English term debauchery. He's a God of wine. And you're not supposed to be filled with the spirit of this false God, Bacchus. You're supposed to be filled with the spirit of God. And I've gone back and forth on this a lot. And I think about this. If somebody were to say, look, Tony, I get it. Uh, We're not supposed to drink wine, alcoholic wine in any amount. From that verse, I get that. But you're trying to say that I can't drink any amount at all of anything intoxicating, such as beer or whiskey or vodka. Like, okay, well, uh, yeah, I do. And I don't teach it from that verse, but that verse, be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. I can see where somebody would say, you know what? That's not talking about whiskey and beer because very specifically it says with wine. But when I look at the scripture as a whole, when I look at the context, not only do I see passages of scripture that uh, pronounce sin upon drunkenness and then commands us to be sober, then I know anything less than sober is a sin and drunkenness is a sin. And then I'm told, be not intoxicated with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit. I interpret that as don't be filled with the spirit of Bacchus. Well, what is the spirit of Bacchus? It's the, it's the alcohol. And so I think Ephesians 5.18 is just fine. But from a hermeneutical standpoint, I try to be very, nah, I try to communicate very well and be as pedantic as possible. And if somebody pushes back on the alcohol conversation and says, well, uh, that says wine. It doesn't say anything about beer. Okay, that's fine. Let's go to these other passages of Scripture. But if we look at this text from the context, both grammatically, what the words mean, the syntax, the semantics, all of that good stuff, and then we look at the preponderance of evidence about the historical context and what the Ephesians were dealing with and the goal Paul was trying to achieve, then I think that that verse alone is uh, authoritative enough to say that any amount of intoxicating beverage for the purpose of social consumption, not medicine, is in fact a sin. And again, I, I, got, I, I, I was able to explain that, and I had that realization from this Grimm's fairy tale, uh, Frederick and Catherine. So, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I I enjoy this project, and um, I think I did a podcast not too long ago about Clever Elsie, which Clever Elsie is a cautionary tale about rearing entitled children and how a, a, a child's world comes crashing down when they become an adult. When they hit reality, they will be ensnared in a net of their own demise and they will wander from place to place, not ever being able to fit in, and people will ostracize them and not want anything to do with them. And that that would be the moral of Clever Elsie. So anyway, I, I don't want to be on here very long. I'm going to listen to this and see what the sound quality is like. I am recording this so I can upload it to my Podbean channel, which brings me to be the algorithm for us. Subscribe to our podcast channels. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, and others. And also follow us on Facebook. And I hope you've enjoyed this Saturday special 
uh, edition of Cogitations. And this has been Tony Brewer with Cogitations, and we'll catch you on the flip side.